0: Greetings and welcome to the second season of Mindset Mantra. I'm Vanessa Celiazar, your host, and my aim for this podcast this season is to aid you in developing a growth mindset that will enable you to reach your maximum potential. Don't be scared of transformation. It can be an exciting process. In these challenging times, it's essential to concentrate on fostering a growth mindset that permits us to learn from our errors, accept difficulties, and persist in the face of adversity. Throughout each episode, we'll delve into topics such as resilience, creativity, leadership, mindfulness, and much more. Our guests will share their personal experiences, insights, and techniques for constructing a growth mindset that can help you conquer challenges, accomplish your objectives, and thrive in all aspects of your life. So come along with me on this journey and let's collaborate to establish a growth mindset that unleashes your full potential in Season 2 of Mindset Mantra. Hi, and welcome to this episode of Mindset Mantra. My guest today is Kristen Biggs. She is a lifelong Youngstown resident, an internationally acclaimed speaker, a serial entrepreneur, including real estate investing, and a self-published author of Release and Unleash Through Grief. She values dedication, transforming lives, and making a difference in communities and people's lives. Welcome, Kristen. Hey, how are you, Vanessa? I'm good thank you so much for coming on the show
1: no thank you so much for having me on your show I'm so excited (laughs) <laughs> Why don't you
0: let the listeners know more about yourself?
1: Okay. Again, like you said, I'm Kristen Biggs, self-published author of Release and Unleash Through Grief. Also, I have a book that coincides with that called Release and Unleash on Paper. Real estate investor, the most important task that I feel like I have enrolled role in my life is being a mother. I, that's the best thing that I feel like I could have in this world is my son that I have left. I'm a mom and I'm a widow of, um, I just recently lost my husband and my son to gun violence. So, in doing in me losing my husband, I wrote the book and I created a nonprofit organization called Release and Unleash Support. So, in, in in the hopes of helping people come together who are grieving together to show people that they are not alone. And in the process of me losing my husband and grieving his loss, I had started speaking to people about grief and then COVID hit. And so start speaking about that as well. Two years. And literally five days after my husband passed, my son was murdered as well. So in the process of him being murdered, I started speaking to youth about gun violence awareness and created series to help parents as well to um, speak on mental health, mental fitness. I I consider it as mental fitness because you got to work your mental and financial literacy so that we could see. And, you know, I always say to save a kid, to save a parent, to save a parent, to save a kid, because when you lose your child, you lose yourself. When you lose your parents, sometimes you lose yourself. You know what I mean? So in all doing so, my goal, ultimate goal is to help people, help the youth to understand that, you know, we're going to lose people in life. We're going to grieve. We're going to do things, but ultimately we have to regain that self-love, that self-esteem, that self-confidence and build ourselves so that we don't lose ourselves completely when unforeseen situations occur in our life. That's really powerful. Yeah. And also I created a program called Black Women Heal to help. um, I created that to have a safe place for um, women to come on um, and basically release their emotions and to show that they're not alone either, you know, uh, with me losing and my husband and my son is just so frequent that women come to me and expressing like, how are you getting through this? And how are you doing X, Y, and Z. So I felt that that was a necessity to create that safe
0: haven for people as well. Awesome. Awesome. So that's a great segue into our topic. The importance of shifting the mindset during trials and hardships. And you have gone through a lot of trials and hardships. Yes, yes. How, how do you, how did you start uh, shifting your
1: mindset? Well, when my husband was murdered, you know, like, again, like everything, it happens unexpectedly, like, so you will come out angry at God, like, what the heck? You know what I mean? I just had our, our second son that we had together. So he's like, not even two years old. So you kind of get upset at first, you know, but that's part of grief. But I started writing and when I started writing, I was, I've come to realize I was releasing. So my best friend was like, Kristen, you need to write a book like you could possibly help somebody. And I was like, you know what, right? Because I started working on myself. Like I had two sons at that time. I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to let myself go. Not that I couldn't because it could happen, but I, just, I chose to not allow to let myself and my mental go. So I started working on myself. I started, you know, getting massages. I go on a walk. I started having conscious talks at my house, you know, and just basically shifting my mindset instead of being down and drowning in my sorrows and my In my my grief, I chose to not stay stagnant in it, but tried to stay afloat so that I could have that balance. Yes, I'm grieving. Yes, I'm hurting. Yes, I'm frustrated. But on the other side, let me balance that out. Let me shift my mindset. What can I do positively that I can not be so down every day? So I wrote the book. I started talking to people, people that's reaching out to me like, hey, I lost my husband as well. Okay, what are you doing that, you know, to, to elevate your mind that you don't have to be, you know, you don't want to commit suicide today so that you can actually work with your children. I started taking my son like, hey, we're going to go to the basketball court. We were already doing that before your father passed. We're going to keep that going. You know, you have to be great. You have to, you know, just feed in those positive affirmations into his, to him, but also into myself. So instead of giving up, I gave into myself and, and it's like a work It's work every day. So when people tell me like, well, you know, it's different. You lost your husband. I, I lost my son. You don't know how that feel. Now I lost my son. And I can still say I'm not in it. I didn't, I didn't become negative. I didn't become ignorant. I chose to literally do my best. And I let God handle the rest, but in the part of me doing what I have to do, I still read my daily affirmations. I still read my devotionals. I still reach out to people now that lost a kid. Like, what are you doing? I, you know, okay, I started riding a bike. That's therapeutic for me. I stick to things that allow me to grow and don't have me stagnant. So if it's something that does not resonate with my spirit or resonate with my grief, as far as making me feel better, I stay away from it. But if I, when I went and rode that bike and I got that air that's hitting me and, and it made me feel good because I'm doing something that's allowing me to feel better and allowing me to just just not be at that bad mental state. I like doing that. So I said, I'm going to keep doing this. You know what I mean? And then I, I write, I journal, you know? Um, I travel a lot. Last year, me and my son and my best friend and my nephew, we went to Tulum. That was the one year of my son passing. He would have been 18. And then my husband, three years of his passing. So I call it the week of everything. But instead of being surrounded by, by so many people who probably don't really care that much, but just, hey, I'm gonna just come around today because this is every day. This isn't a one day thing. I went with people who I knew cared, having that great support system that's genuine, that I stay with, you know what I mean? And I stay in contact with those who I know truly care, truly are genuine. So when we went to Tulum, it was so therapeutic. I went and seen, went and got a massage, went to see a shaman, went and did things that I wanted to feel that would uplift me because I could have just been down and crying all day. I didn't know how I would be on that year because I know my son's birthday and I thought I probably would be just hysterical and everything. But I actually did not feel as bad. We released balloons and things like that, but I did it with people who I knew that loved my son. That was my son's godmom too. You know what I mean? So I just do things that
0: um that keeps me afloat. Do you suggest that people start journaling of like what brings them happiness, what brings them joy so yeah. they can remember
1: yes because you could reflect on that like okay on this day I did this but also not only that I I suggest people to even write with what doesn't do well for them you know what I mean because sometimes like when you're grieving what people fail to realize is you forget a lot of things like when my husband first passed I forgot a lot of people birthdays and it might people like okay a birthday but I'm the person who you know I want to text and let people know and I literally forgot it's like my days were like going and I'm like wait what's today you know what I mean even with my son passing I forget a lot so or if I know I'm having a bad day I literally write if I'm having a bad day I write to my husband and now I write to my son so sometimes I'm writing to my son like dang I'm really writing to you because you are not here I'm feeling frustrated right now I'm angry about this you know what I mean so I release how I feel like I talk to my best friend. I'm over her house right now. I'll tell her like, listen, I'm feeling like depressed. I'm sad right now. I don't hold it in, but I also let myself, I check in with myself and I, I let her know. I let, you know, people know how I feel. Because I'm not basically like people see just a smile on social media, like, wow, you're getting through this. But I don't, it's not that I'm faking it. But I also, I, I started a podcast. When I moved, I relocated after my son passed away. And I said, I need 60 days from everybody. I appreciate y'all coming for these few months, but I need time for my son and myself. I need to figure this out. I need to, you know, because you, you once you're by yourself, you're like, wait a minute, this really happened. I had to confront my grief. Like I, I had to, because- I don't want to run from it and, or be like, oh, you know, and some people do. And I'm not, and that's not a bad thing until so you're ready. And that's why I call it mental fitness, because you're working on your mental every day, every day to just get out the bed, every day to just take a shower. You might think that like, that's normal, but you, 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 you it's it's a work because you're working on your mind to tell yourself, like, you can get up today. You can go outside and take that walk, you know, so And and so that's why I say you write the good and the bad in my book that I wrote, I embrace embrace your bad days as well as you do your good days. I would rather have 360 good days and and take that five bad days or even a hundred bad days versus the 265, you know what I mean? So it's all about uh, finding gratitude in even
0: the worst situations. Yeah, that's all of that. I resonate with all of that because my dad passed Mm -hmm. and loss changes people. Yes. And we need that alone time to rediscover who we want to be. And I actually had to end a relationship because I wasn't getting the time or the space to figure that out. It was an amazing relationship, but then it wasn't because I was being handled with kid gloves and they were overly concerned if I was processing it correctly. Like, you're, you're not supposed to tell me how to process. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: I think that's what people don't understand. Like when people be like, well, or it's been this many days or, well, I mean, I, I know you could just do this. Like people don't understand the smallest things. Like I always cook for my husband. Then when he passed my oldest son, like he was like, I want lamb chops. I want this. And I want, it was hard for me to cook. Like, honestly, I literally, and I had somebody say like, you haven't accepted your new normal. And I'm like, it's not that I haven't accepted it. I said the day that I knew I couldn't call my son, the day I knew I couldn't call my husband, the day when I pulled that plug, I accepted it that day. But it's certain things that triggers things. And I'm like, I was just always when I'm cooking, taste this shoddy and he like, now you know, my like, you need more. This is good, you know, or you still got leftovers and or you know, it's just things that people it, it might seem small and minute to someone else, but until you have experienced a life being taken that you woke up to every single day that you literally couldn't wait to be able to cook your kid a meal, your husband, like taste this new thing. You would never understand how just, okay, somebody might call it as as small as cooking a meal may affect everything about your life. You know what I mean? Yes, I had a, a toddler, but I'm like, okay, he's a toddler. I could go, we could go get something to eat. So I was going out to eat all the time because it was really a trigger for me. I remember cooking when I do cook and I would have my little cousins and I'm cooking and I'm holding back my tears or I gotta wipe my little tears because I'm like, dang, man, I just certain things I'm cooking. I know my son would have loved having that. You know what I mean? So some things people might not understand like them. Oh, you you have to process this. No, I'm a it on my time. Be gentle with me or just understand that I'm a woman that is going through somebody. I just lost my father. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you can't even understand that this is a very hurtful and traumatic thing for me, then you might not need to be in my life. I'm okay with losing anybody I ask God to reveal so that I can remove. And many times he replaced. I've been betrayed every single year since my husband was murdered. And since my son, every year I've lost somebody physically, not to death, but because people, they'll show you their ignorance when you're at the lowest point. I'm at the low, even as I'm speaking to you, I'm at the lowest point of my life. I'm at the weakest point, but in physical, and on the outside, I look like I'm the strongest human being because I could get up and I could speak to somebody about what I'm going through. But, and, and, and I tell people, this is God's strength that's holding me up. You know what I mean? Right now I'm on the ground crying. But in physical form, I'm a like, God, like, get, girl, get up. You got to speak to Vanessa today. You get what I'm saying? But people always are viewing and not understanding. Like, no, I'm a hurt woman. So when I see how people could, could, uh, could do me in the worst times of my life, and like him, oh, you got to process this. You don't even understand what you're saying. That I got to process that. So you have to be removed because I don't have time to process your ignorance in my grieving stage. And it's okay to let people go. And we have to be okay with that. And like I say, the two people that I love, and my cousin was murdered. Like my husband, then my cousin, then my my son. Today's my cousin's birthday. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? And it's like I remember calling him. You get what I'm saying? Our last words was "I love you." You get what I'm saying? So people don't even understand what you go through because they they feel like oh, if it was me. Or then I tell people too when people say I can't even imagine what you're going through. I said the fact that you can't imagine is enough to imagine what I am going through. If you can't even imagine it and I'm actually living it then you know I'm not 100% okay.
0: You get what I'm saying? That that. And then they expect you to treat people a certain way. It's like how can I how can I treat people the way you expect me to treat people when I'm not okay? Well see and, and and that's and see how me when I grieve, I told people all the time I
1: feel like I'm like the nicest, most compassionate, grieving woman like and I always say I would rather be the best version of myself than the worst version of myself even though I'm grieving because although we live in in this painful traumatic, unforeseen situation that has occurred in our life, if I have to wake up every day, I don't want to be in the worst. And like, you know, because like if I treat you, if I got on here like, girl, ugh, bye, Vanessa, and, or walk past you and bump you because I'm mad. How is that going? That's going to that's gonna alter your whole mental state. Like this girl just did this, but they don't know. But so I don't put on I don't I'm not ignorant to people, but people will take you there and then feel like, oh, you're this motivational speaker. But now you're saying this. But you got you can't can't hey, keep attacking a bear. And then when it wakes up and it's like, oh, you did this to me. Like, no, we, like you say, we're still going through things and we are still human. Now I, I treat people, I always want to treat people uh, with goodness and and give them a pass a smile along, but maybe not every day. And and they have to understand, like, it could be okay. You get what I'm saying? But I don't treat people bad. I Even when I lost my husband, when I lost my son, it's so many people that was so ignorant to me. And I still was like, you know, thank you for showing me your character because it's not mine. You get what I'm saying? Like when people, they, they, they're only showing you their character, but you think that I'm going to stoop that low. Now, granted, I mean, somebody might have got a cuss out, a cuss out or two, but you got to, think you you got to bury your son. You about to bury your husband. You know what I mean? You got to go bury your cousin. You might get a cuss out. <laughs> I mean, you might catch me on a bad day. You might get it. And like I say, I'm human. I don't ever fake like, how I how I am and I don't ever you know I, I am who I am but I still have my days and it might be a day so sometimes I my phone be on do not disturb. I don't want to be I don't want you to disturb I don't want to disturb your peace. You might be have a peaceful day and I might wake up and I'm I'm crying or I'm like I'm just not in a god dang old mood. So let me just not disturb that for you. You get what I'm saying? So it's just I, I'm always trying I'm I'm I do my best to be cautious of not you know affecting anybody else's mental state but I'm not like a. haven't been in that most ignorant state even with me losing my husband losing my cousin losing my son and now I granted I might have cut somebody out like I said but I'm literally burying my child like I literally just had to pull the plug I feel some type of way (laughs) you know what I mean right
0: the the one thing that got me after my dad passed was someone that I know told me how I was going how I needed to feel and that just rubbed me the wrong way, so I started distancing myself, like, you know, you you didn't even know him, you didn't even know my relationship with him, so how dare you? Yeah, and, and that'd be the,
1: that'd be the thing, how dare you, I had somebody tell me right before, it was the day before Thanksgiving, and I just was, I was emotionally, I was hurting, and I'm like, dang, like, I'm normally preparing a meal, or like, just with my family, and then it's like, and they said, do you think that you make yourself feel this way? And I'm like, what? Like it is so I get what you're saying. People will say things. I don't know if it's like subconscious, like don't they don't know what to say. And then they just say certain things. But it's like, if hitting your toe could change your mental like, dang, do you think that something as big as like certain things that you're used to doing things with your a child that you birth like you know what I mean like a uh, man that you marry like your, your, your children's father like do you think that wouldn't even like shift your mindset or just shift your energy just a little bit you get what I'm saying so it's like purposely you we can't even do things like you know what I mean purposely we, we're not like oh yeah today I'm gonna just feel like this like you get what i'm saying like today i'm not going to process that my dad just passed away you get what i mean like no this is how we feel like you don't get it like <laughs> you know That's what i a mean
0: part of us now
1: yes and it carries on grief is a roller coaster you could be okay today like people ask me how you feeling i'm okay just okay I don't feel like I'm ever like a hundred percent good because guess what? I can't text my son. I can't give him that hug. So I'm not going to fake it. Like, Oh, I'm great. I have days that I feel much better, but every day, my heart, like I got to tell my son, I'd be like, listen, my heart is just all the way gone. You know what I'm saying? I got a piece of it left because of my son that I carry on. But, but I still feel like it's just when my husband passed, I felt that it was ripped out. But when my son, I was like, I didn't even know I had that left. You know what I mean? It just felt like I'm just walking. Like, a, you know, like you ever watched the movie Living, I mean, The Living Dead or something, like whatever, Walking Dead. Yeah. I would tell people, I felt like I'm, a, I'm walking dead. Like, I'm I'm here just walking, but I'm not even alive. You you just took my life out of me. You know what I mean? When you birth something, like, that's your life. So when people don't get the concept or grasp the comp like, man, well, you don't look like you're depressed or you don't look like this. I'm like, or you don't look like you're sad. I'm like, baby, (laughs) like I just lost my whole entire son. I mean, I'm not 100% happy, but I don't have to carry it the way that you think that I'm supposed to look because you probably would look, you you feel you would look that way until you experience it. Yeah, you're gonna say, oh, if it was me, I would be like this, I would be like that. But I've got that too. Like I tell my son before, I'm like, if something happens to you, I'm a goner. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so, and then then it happened, it's like, dang, I still have to live. So if I have to live, I'm going to live correctly and properly and help as many people that I can to understand, like, you got to get your, you got to love yourself. You have to check in with yourself. You have to do everything that you could do to stay elevated so that you don't get, you know, like I said, I'd rather rise above than fall below in the physical and I'm here. You get what I'm saying? So that's why I do my best with just sharing my story expressing how I feel, telling people I don't sugarcoat it. You want to know how I feel today? I'm going to let you know. You know what I mean? And I'm not going to put it off, like It's not all peaches and cream. It's not a life that one wants to live. And it's sad that people could still envy a life that a person don't even want because it's like, this is a heavy load. You know what I mean? Like You got to really live in this life. And then it's like, every day you wake up, it's like, I really have to live in this knowing that I can't, you know, just call can't do my my normal what, what my normal was so when somebody say this is your new normal this is my new life because I feel like this is nothing normal about having your whole family your in-house family murder there's nothing normal about that there's mm-hmm. nothing okay about it but you learn and adjust and learn to shift your mindset shift the things that you're used to doing like okay I know so what can I do instead of doing xyz okay I could do this. I could go ride my bike. I could go walk alone today. You know, I got a couple of new dogs. Never had a dog in my life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just got a new one. I said, I don't know if I'm hecka depressed or hecka lonely. It's something going on, you know. But it's just things that you learn about yourself and you realize that you face so you face so many fears and your grievance because the worst has happened. I mean, you gotta look, the fear was always losing. Yo, you know what I mean? So for me to lose my son—that's the fear because you never want to lose. You, you want I want to. I want my son to bury me. You know what I mean? So the fear has already—that's the worst fear. So you, I petting a dog, carrying a dog. That's the I couldn't even pet a dog. I'm like, uh huh, like you know what I mean? So you face different fears when you're grieving. You lose a lot of people physically when you're grieving, and and you know you you're gonna face betrayal. You're gonna face so many other things but I feel like the the hardest thing that I faced was losing my husband and my son. That that's, there's the hardest thing that you could lose, you know? And, and my father, he had a stroke the day my, my, my son passed away. You know what I mean? He's in a nursing home right now, but I had to move. So that's hurtful that I can't be with my father every day because where I'm from, they, they'll, they're, they they will terrorize you and you to kill my son and you know what I mean? So, it's like I see him when I can and everything, but I have a great support system back home that helps me that go see my dad that you know what I mean so when anytime I go I go see him so I I I don't understand I mean I haven't lost a father, but I understand like I because I think I was taking care of my father, he kept having stress blood pressure everything like that, and he didn't take care of his, uh, his self a lot so I'm getting calls every day like. I don't know when my father is gonna go, but I know when my mom called me and she like, you know, sometimes he be looking, it would be looking so badly. Sometimes like we don't know, and I'm like, okay, because it's not that you prepare yourself, but when you've experienced what I've experienced, it's kind of like I I I'm allowing and shifting my mindset to say, if it do, and you know, it's it's I, I you know, I know X Y and Z, but I have to do. You get what I'm saying? I know I'm gonna stay connected with God. I'm go, I know I'm gonna keep my faith. I know that things happen. I'd I say push, pray and understand shit happens. Excuse my language, but that's my motto because it does. But I don't want to bury myself with my son, with my husband, with my cousin. I want to just basically do the best that I can so that people would know Rashad Big senior and, ju- and junior. So that people would know that things will happen. I lost my house when my husband passed. I lost my job. They said I was taking too long to grieve and I hadn't even pe- uh, put my, my, my husband to rest. You know what I mean? So I say this to say people grieve the loss of a job. People grieve the loss of a home. People grieve the loss of a car. Me and my son totaled our car the year after that. And that was the last car that my husband bought. You get what I'm saying? So when people say what they lost, I could say I lost my house during grief. I lost my car. I lost my job. I lost my husband. I lost my son. I lost my cousin, my first cousin. I could say that. I could say I lost my dad in a way because he's never been this. Saying. You get what I'm saying, so you lose people sometimes because once they lose themselves, they're not themselves, and that's not that's not my dad that I knew. He can't crack his jokes like that anymore. He can't even get up and walk. You get what I'm saying, so I can understand when losing and and slowly losing somebody, and then losing somebody all the way. And I still keep a smile on my face. I still do my due diligence and do positive things in the community in the world because I want people to rise above what they are going through. I want people to understand that you can have, you have a safe haven programs. I have created these type of uh, programs so that I can help people because I know that I'm not alone in this. I know that I'm not the only one, just like you, you're grieving, I'm grieving. And we're doing things to push out content and programs and things to allow people to see that we could do this together. My best friend and I, we have a, a retreat. We're going to in Bali in August. We want people to come. We're in so many excursions. We have wake up, we're waking up to yoga, uh, massages, a private chef. You know what I mean? Things like this so that we're we're doing the work, but we need people to come and do the work with us. You get what I'm saying? So that we don't have
0: to 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 drown in our sorrow, to gr- drown in our grief. That's amazing. Yeah. And you mentioned before mental fitness of like every day being conscious of being positive and I have a therapist that I was doing really well and she asked me if I wanted to continue and I said of course because mental health is the same as physical health you go to the gym to get fit once you're fit do you stop going to the gym typically no you're not
1: supposed to <laughs> but they, got, they start they like oh I like this with re- these results so when you're working on your mental, you're like, well, oh, I like these results. I'm getting up. I'm I'm in a good mood. I'm in a good spirit, and it's working." I when I did my podcast, that's what it, I, I told him. I said, "I love that mental instead of mental health, mental fitness. I love it. Yes, and and we it's a, it's a constant thing. Believe you me, you understand. Like you have to work on that on your mindset. You have to because once that go, I mean, like I'm living without a heart because I feel like it was ripped from me." But my mental is still there. You get what I'm saying? Like my mind is stronger than my heart. So I'm able to move, but I'm working on everything that I'm doing to make a better, a better me, to do better things for the community, to do better things for my family and friends, because I know they're all, uh, they're all suffering still from the losses. You know what I mean? Because they, he meant, they meant somebody, something to everybody. You know what I mean? So I pray for them. I pray for everybody every day. Like I'm I'm sorry that this had to happen
0: to y'all too. Right, right. And I remember a phrase that if you want to change the world, you start with yourself. Yes, yes. And, and that's
1: true. And that's why I do the work. And that's why I create programs because I do the work. So I can speak on things because I'm doing it. I'm living it. You know, you know what I'm saying? You know how you go somewhere and somebody never experienced, like, well, you could tell me what to do, but if you you haven't lived it, right. So, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I just, I'm doing my best and
0: letting God handle the rest. Like I said, at the beginning of the class. <laughs> oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, the the mindset of taking care of yourself first, self-love, giving yourself the space to be positive, because if you don't, then you're never going to get there. Yeah, and that's very true. That's very true.
1: And 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 it's a constant work. Like that's why I say journal. That's why I have my this is my my journal, release and unleash on paper. And on the back it says self love is the best gift you can give yourself. And it is in Proverbs 1722. A happy heart is good medicine and a joyful mind causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. So it's so important that we understand what we could do for ourselves. And then we spread that in the reciprocates because it's, we're spreading good, we're spreading love because that's what we're doing for ourselves. And just journal, like journal your thoughts. And in my journal, I ask questions so that you can release what you're holding on to, so that you can unleash the greatness in you, the lion in you. That's awesome. So do you have any takeaways, the okay. final thoughts? Oh, final thoughts. Um, I just want people to understand that, you know, having you have to have the willpower to understand that things will happen in life. I really don't want people to to lose themselves so badly. Like I said, like I've seen people who have lost their children and and are in catatonic depressions where they can't speak, where they can't even articulate uh, how to go to the bathroom any longer. I see what it does when you lose certain themes, people, places. But the most thing that we could do is just continue to give to ourselves as much as we can. I'm not asking anybody to rush the grieving process because I know that you can't do that. I just ask that you don't stay stagnant in it so that you can always do your best to rise above and not fall below that to the point where you can't dig yourself out of how you feel. I know depression is gonna come. I know sometimes you're gonna lose yourself. I lost myself and I lost my family. But regaining that is why I wrote my book so that you can understand and take and do tools, exercises, that you can work on your mental fitness so that you don't have to to check yourself into the hospital but instead check in with yourself daily and that's what and and that's what is what I really want people to to uh, to gain from this podcast and any any podcast that they feel that can help them elevate and grow feed yourself so that you can grow if you don't water yourself daily you won't grow thank you so much kristen no, thank you so much. And they could check me out. I do have my podcast, Release and Unleash. I am I'm, I'm working on, you know, staying steady with that. But also my media, my social media platform is Release and Unleash. Instagram, Facebook, Release and Unleash support. Really, Release and Unleash on everything. Subscribe and
0: check me out, releaseandunleash.org. Thank you so much. And everything will be in the show notes for the listeners as well.
1: Okay. Thank you so much. I, and prayers to you always, for real. I understand it. Yes. Thank you. And sing to you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Mindset Mantra, where I strive to provide you with the tools and insights to develop a growth mindset and achieve your goals. If you want to learn more about the topics discussed on the show, head to my website where you can find my blog filled with valuable resources and articles. If you're looking for personalized support to guide you through your own transformation journey, consider booking a one-on-one coaching session with me, link in the bio. Together we can identify your strengths and weaknesses set actionable goals, and develop a plan to help you overcome any obstacles that may come your way. Lastly, if you want to support the show and gain access to exclusive content, check out my Patreon page. Link in bio as well. Your contributions will help me continue to create meaningful content and bring on incredible guests. Thank you again for listening to Mindset Mantra, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review if you enjoyed the show. Cheers.